Good morning, everyone. My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. All right, guys. So last episode, we talked about fantasy football busts. So I thought it would only be fitting if we talked about fantasy football sleepers. Fantasy football sleepers being players that you should draft in deeper leagues, players that you should be drafting in later rounds. They're going to have a lot of value that essentially fantasy owners are, quote, sleeping on, hence the name. Um, yeah, so and I, can't, I, want, I really want to stress this, and that's do not draft these players in the first or second or third round. These players are going to be around deeper into the draft. So just because I'm saying they're going to do well doesn't mean, you know, use your first overall pick on these players. You know, unless you're in my league, then, yeah, by all means, go ahead. You know, but, um, yeah, so I just want to make that very, very clear because I don't want to get messages from people saying, oh, you told me to draft this player and I took them with my first pick. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. Just wait a little bit with these players. They're going to be available much later in the draft. Trust me on that. So the first player that I wanted to talk about is Corey Davis. Corey Davis being the starting wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Um, he should be the top target for Marcus Mariota. And, you know, last year, you know, he made a lot of improvements from the year prior to that. You know, last year he had 891 yards. He had four touchdowns. And, you know, I, I think he's just only going to get better. I think he's due for a breakout year. He's remained relatively healthy in the past. You know, last year he played all 16 games, which doesn't really happen that often. But he's going to, you know, I think he's going to do pretty well. And I think the, um, and, and one thing to, to think about too is that the Titans are, I don't think they're going to make, I don't really think the Titans are going to be making the playoffs, which means they're going to be losing a lot of games. And if you're losing a lot of games, that means you're behind in those games. And if you're behind in those games, odds are that you're passing the ball a lot you're trying to score as fast as possible to catch up so i think that's going to add a lot of value to Corey davis um just it sounds kind of weird but being on a worse team is going to add a little bit of value uh to Corey davis so i'm really excited to see how he's going to do this year and yeah i think he's going to have a i think he's gonna have a pretty productive year so the next player i wanted to talk about is damian williams uh damian williams he i, I don't know why people aren't talking about him more you know, it really, it really confuses me. I don't know why people aren't talking more about Damian Williams. Um, with Kareem Hunt gone, for obvious reasons, uh, he's supposed to be, the, Damian Williams is supposed to be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, who happen to have the best offense in the NFL. So, and, you know, the NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes, um, the Chiefs have a phenomenal offensive line, and the Chiefs also have a bunch of weapons on the outside um, to make a defensive coordinator not as worried about Damian Williams. You know, they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and all those guys. So I think a lot of defensive coordinators are going to dare the Kansas City Chiefs to have to get beat by Damian Williams. I think they're going to want the Chiefs to run the football, which is going to give a lot of opportunities to Damian Williams, who last year, you know, in the small sample size that we did see him, he looked great. He had 5.1 yards per carry. So if you're looking for a running back, if you need a starting running back, um, I think Damian Williams is going to probably be... I think he's going to be available maybe up until the third, fourth, maybe the fifth round. And it really just depends on how deep your league is. But I think, yeah, Damian Williams, to me, is a no-brainer. I mean, it could have been any running back. on in, Any running back that's going to start on that offense, to me, is a no-brainer. So the next player that I wanted to talk about is Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson being the starting running back, well, now starting running back for the Houston Texans. And, you know, if you didn't know, if you're wondering where's Lamar Miller, well, Lamar Miller tore his ACL in the preseason, which, before we get further into this, this is I, I can't stress this enough. If you are having a fantasy football draft, 
you have to have it as late as possible because football is too physical of a sport. Um, injuries happen all the time, totally common. So the later you have it, the better gauge you're gonna have um, uh, for your drafts for the players and everything like that. And I know I've said that before, but I just cannot stress this enough because I've I have friends, you know, drafted way too early, and now you know half their team isn't playing. But anyways. Um, yeah, so I think Duke Johnson is going to have a really good year. He offers, if you're in a PPR league, points per reception, Duke Johnson has a lot of value. He did most, he did most of his damage last season, uh, catching passes out of the backfield. Uh, but he's also a solid runner. If need be, he averaged five yards per carry with the Browns. And I think he's going to play alongside really well with, uh, Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to be catching a lot of screen passes, little, um, little, I don't know, dive and dunk out of that's the right term for that but um, a little you know, these little passes here and there and I think he's gonna really do well he's gonna and you know Deshaun Watson is a really good quarterback too people forget you know Deshaun Watson came back from that that I think he was an ACL injury if I'm not mistaken but anyways Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback so he has a, he's, you know he's in a good um in a bad division on a good team I think Duke Johnson is gonna thrive so the next player on my list is Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson um is the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson he does struggle with consistency but you know I think last year was really a stepping stone for him and it's really not a it's really not uncommon for rookie quarterbacks to struggle in their first year it's really not that uncommon I think you know Lamar Jackson's only going to get better um you know the Ravens helps him out a little bit they added Mark Ingram to help out with the running game I mean he's if I'm going to be honest you know I think his best wide receiver is um let me see, I have it up here. Give me one. His best wide receiver. Yeah, Willie Sneed. And it goes to Chris Moore and then Marquise Brown. Um, he's really... <laughs> he's, I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of uh, good wide receivers. But I, I think that... Um, I mean, they're not terrible. It's not the worst wide receiving core. It's not like the Jaguars. But, I, you know, I, I think he'll, he'll be able to make it work. Um, he's in a little bit of a tougher division, though. But I, I don't know. Lamar Jackson for fantasy, I think. He's an exciting player. He's an exciting player because he's he's a dual threat quarterback which is kind of dying now i mean I, I feel like at first there was a phase the nfl went through to where it was almost a requirement that the quarterback had to be a dual threat but i mean you're seeing a lot of these quarterbacks who were dual threats transition into not dual threat, not dual threat quarterbacks i mean look at cam newton cam newton was a player that was a dual threat quarterback and started running around a bunch and then just started getting these really really bad injuries you know and you know these quarterbacks you know they're you just can't play like that now. It's just too physical of a game. But anyways, though, Lamar Jackson, I think he's still going to be playing like that. Um, I think Lamar Jackson, he he's going to do really well. Last season, he rushed for 695 yards, and uh, that was in like seven or eight games. So Lamar Jackson, uh, he has the tools to be a true dual threat quarterback, um, and I, hope, I, I think he can do it. I really think so. So if you're in a deeper league and you need a quarterback and you want to take a gamble because I mean, I said this before, you know, some fantasy owners love taking gambles. They love these essentially kind of like boomer bust players. Um, so if you if you if you want to take a gamble, if you're later, in, you know, say you haven't picked up a quarterback and you're deep into the draft, you know, he's not a bad choice. He really isn't. Um, it's just we don't know which Lamar Jackson we're going to get. But I think he's going to I think he's going to do much better this year. So the next player I wanted to talk about is Josh Gordon. And, you know, Josh Gordon last year. He, it was interesting. He had 737 yards with four touchdowns, but then he only played in 12 games. And then he had a lot of issues. I, I think he failed his drug test. And then he had he had 
issues with like mental health and things like that. Um, and you know, this has always been the story with Josh Gordon is that if Josh Gordon can stay healthy, then he's going to be a pro bowler. He has the talent. And the, the weird thing is he's only 28 years old. I, when, you know, when you think of Josh Gordon, I thought Josh Gordon was going to be like 34 or something like that. Cause it feels like we've been talking about Josh Gordon forever. I mean, every time I turn on ESPN or the NFL network, it's always something related to Josh Gordon. But um, I think that Josh Gordon has a legitimate shot to be the top wide receiver for the New England Patriots, meaning the top wide receiver for Tom Brady, who's the best quarterback of all time, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, like I said, if Josh Gordon can stay healthy, I think he's easily going to be a top 15 wide receiver in the league. I, I mean, unless he gets beat out by like Nikhil Harry, a rookie wide receiver who, you know, maybe it could happen. But right now, as of this moment, I think Josh Gordon is going to be the top target for Tom Brady. And any top target for Tom Brady to me is someone that you should be drafting on your fantasy football team. So the next player that I wanted to mention is Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey is another receiver who is also 28 years old. But unlike Josh Gordon, he has battled through a lot of injuries. And Alshon Jeffrey is one of those players, you know, if he's healthy, everything's great you know but even last year he remained he was a little bit more healthy uh he had 843 yards six touchdowns and what people really forget about Alshon Jeffrey is that that was with two different quarterbacks throwing to him you know and that makes a really big difference you know that makes a really really big difference if you're running routes and the ball gets there a little bit differently or the timing is just a, a smidge off if you're a wide receiver that makes a big difference and these were things that Alshon Jeffrey had to adjust to because he had Carson Wentz and he had Nick Foles throwing to him but anyways, yeah, so Alshon Jeffrey, he's, you know, obviously on the Eagles and the Eagles are title contenders and they just have so much talent. The Eagles have so, so much talent. And I think, you know, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy too, then I think Alshon Jeffrey, no doubt, will return to Pro Bowl form. So I think, you know, throw Alshon Jeffrey on your team. I think Alshon Jeffrey is someone that's completely overlooked because of his injury history. But I think it's more so because of Carson Wentz's health. We don't know how he's going to be looking when he gets back, but I think he'll be okay. And the next, well, I'm not player, I guess players on my list is the Bears defense. And before we even get into the Bears defense, I, I guess this is more so about just like defenses in general. And I'll never understand this. I'll never, ever understand this. And, you know, people undervalue defenses in fantasy football so much. You know, a good defense is so important, and I cannot stress this enough. A good defense can can easily get you anywhere between like 12 and 16 points a week. You know, yeah, but if, but if for some reason though, if, if it was a running back or like a flex position player, it's great. But for a defense, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. It's like such a double standard in my opinion. I don't know. But anyways, so the Bears defense, I think um, they're going to do really really well. I think the Bears, you know, they didn't they have pretty much all the same players coming back. You have Khalil Mack, who is just an absolute animal on you know on defense and also the weather too in chicago is brutal so i think um they have all those factors going for them and a little bit of a tougher division having you know play aaron Rodgers and stuff like that but regardless the bears have the best defense in the nfl and that's pretty much all i have to say about that but anyway so that was my list of fantasy football buzz uh, buzz fantasy football sleepers yeah that'd be awkward um but anyways yeah fantasy football sleepers so like i said do not draft these players early in rounds you're gonna have a lot of value later um thank you guys so much for listening hopefully if i'm in a league with you you didn't listen but no i'm just kidding but anyways thank you guys so much for listening um i really appreciate it my name is teddy radicek you're listening to ted talk sports